For those of you who are taking thesis seminar, it's time to start begin thinking about developing your results and discussion section. This is In the Classroom. My name is Benjamin Stewart at benjaminlstewart.org. Today I want to talk about how to think about organizing your results and discussion section. But before I do that, remember that we spend a lot of time thinking about organizing our literature review, building research questions, focusing on a central researchable problem, and we collect the data in order to properly answer that question. The results and discussion section is essentially 2,500 word answer to the question or questions that you posed in your introduction or in your literature review. Now, all of you have done a, an analysis of all the data. You've spent a couple of weeks now thinking about analyzing all of the data that you uh, collected. You developed tables. You developed different charts. Maybe you answered a lot of uh, more detailed questions. You've coded all of the information using different cycles. So you moved from initial coding to... Uh, to maybe categories onto different theories, and you've grouped those initial codes into categories, you've grouped those categories into theories. Now it's time to look at all of those different strategies that you implemented in analyzing all of the, your data and decide now which information is most interesting and pertinent and relevant to your research questions and then think about how now you want to answer your questions. How do you want to lay out, organize your, uh, your answers? How do you want to tell your story, really, about answering those research questions? For those of you who have taken me in the past, we've talked a lot about paragraph uh, development, thinking in terms of unified message, making sure that we write coherently and cohesively. I'd like to think about those three concepts unity, coherence, and, co and cohesion, thinking of it now in terms of an overall section. How do you want to organize your ideas? Many of the same ways that you organize a coherent paragraph will also apply now to organizing your uh, whole section that we're calling results and discussion section. For most of you, I think you're, you're going to want to have one section with a heading, a level one heading called results and discussion section. So you're going to both merge the, this, uh, both of these sections, your results and your discussion into one section. Remember that the results are simply you sharing your findings. So it's going to be the data that you collected. It's going to be the direct quotes from your interviews. It's going to be your observations from your field notes, things that teachers said, things that teachers did, maybe things that students said in class, maybe it's something you observed that they, that they did. But the results are those findings specifically that answer your research questions. Now the discussion is going to be your interpretation of your results. It's going to be what does it mean? What do those uh, answers mean in terms of answering your research questions. So think of those two ideas of results and discussions, making sure that you understand when you're doing each one and that you're logically uh, presenting those. 
What I would suggest, generally speaking, is to present the results first and then discuss. Now you have two ways. As I mentioned, you can merge these two into one section and then go kind of back and forth between the results and discussion. So you can say, for example, you might have one paragraph of results. The next paragraph, you, uh, you discuss those results. And then you go to the next paragraph, paragraph with the results, another paragraph with, uh, with a discussion that, that talks about those results that you uh, talked about earlier. You can also, within the same paragraph, include both results and discussion. So look at it from two, two different ways. You can, have, you can move uh, from paragraph to paragraph, one paragraph as a result, another paragraph with a discussion, or you can, within the same paragraph, include both results and the discussion. Both of these options are going to be applicable to developing a single section called results and discussion. And again, most of you, most learners will choose this option uh, based on the type of study uh, that you're doing. In this case, a qualitative study. Even with the mixed methods, this approach is um, the most common. Okay, so remember that you have those two different approaches that you can take for developing this section. And you can mix the two. You can combine them. Which one's better? It's going to depend on the data. It's going to depend on the information that you are presenting, which is the easiest to understand. If you have a lot of information, a lot of data that you need to unpack, that you need to share, it might make sense to dedicate one paragraph to developing all of uh, those findings and then spend a paragraph to discuss. There's nothing wrong with, I know I'm mentioning one paragraph, there's nothing wrong with if you need two paragraphs to share those results. But here's the thing, at the end of the day, you need to have a good balance between results and the discussion. Regardless of the, the approach that you take, you need to make sure that you have a good balance between the findings, the results, the data that you uh, share, and your interpretation about that. We don't want to have too much of one without the other. Now, the, the other thing I'll say here is that you also need to incorporate or mention your literature. And you're going to mention the literature in terms of your discussion. So when you're discussing, it's going to be your interpretation, but also your interpretation in terms of the literature. Okay, so again, try to present the results first, then the discussions you, in the discussion, present your interpretation of your findings, of your results, and then also compare and contrast it to what the literature said, specifically the literature that you mentioned in your literature review. I would not include any citations or authors that, uh, that you didn't mention in your literature review. So this is where you need to tie it back into the literature, your findings. Are your findings... Uh, do they align with what the literature says, or is it different? And it really doesn't matter if it, if it aligns or it does not. Your job is to compare and contrast your findings through your interpretation in terms of the literature, whether it agrees with the literature, with other experts, or perhaps it does not. Another way of organizing a results and discussion section will be uh, to divide the results into one section. So you, you would have one level one heading called results, and then you would have a second level one heading later called discussion. And in this case, 
you're completely dividing the results and the discussion into two complete different sections. Now, another way that you could divide up the results and discussion section is to separate the two into complete sections. So you would have, in this case, one level one heading called results and a second level one heading called discussion. We'll talk about in our tutoring session, really, if you feel one way is better than the other, but there are several you know, options here in how you want to develop this idea. So thinking about uh, coherence and how you can organize your ideas, one way to go about it is to think about organizing based on your research questions. So if you have three questions, you might present the findings for the first question, then the second question, and then the third question, present it in that order. Or you could present based on the order of importance. It could also be based on, uh, if you're telling a story, for example, where you're presenting, well, this happened first, then this happened, and then this happened. Uh, certainly that chronologically, based on, on the order of events, especially if you're talking about in terms of looking at how teachers and or students are changing over time, maybe you witnessed a, a transformation in your participants. So you want to present some of the information that happened first, especially if you did an intervention. You can be talking about how um, some of what they said you know, happened first, and then you intervened, and, and then this happened later, and kind of tell the story how that whole process unfolded. Then it would make more sense that you present your findings in chronological order based on based on what happened. There, so there are a lot of different ways that you can go about it, and and certainly you can think about your organizational pattern from the section, from the level of the, the whole section. When you start dividing up your paragraphs, you can start thinking about how you want to organize each individual paragraph. So there are many different organizational patterns that can uh, that can be applicable to your own typical your own uh, your own paper and you can mix the the different ways of organizing your ideas all right try to find the organizational pattern that makes it the easiest for someone else to understand okay your your job is to select the most interesting information some of the data you're not going to end up using but your job is to bring all that information together in a very simple way, very uh, easy way for someone else to understand it. And really, that is your, your objective by developing your results and discussion section. Talking about headings, we talked about um, in our literature review, most of you had anywhere from two to four level two headings. In your results and discussion section, it's going to be very similar. You're also going to have two to four level two headings. Again, your level one heading is going to be results and discussion. That's going to be the, the level one heading. And then your level two heading, anywhere from two to four. And then if you have two headings, for example, you might choose to also include a level three heading within those level two headings. But if you have three level two headings or four level two headings, probably it's not going to be necessary to have a level three heading. Just just as we have discussed in the literature review uh, regarding headings, same rules pretty much apply for, uh, for this section because the word count is very close. Again, 2,500 words for, for this section. 
At the end of your results and discussion section, I would have one paragraph, and we'll talk more about this. I'll talk more in detail about this um, in another uh, in another clip. But you will have a conclusion paragraph where you talk about the implications. So again, we'll talk about that later. But at this point, remember that the results and discussion section, your job is to do two things, to discuss the results, the findings, the data, the information, the answers to your research questions, and then the discussion. That's the second thing. That's going to be your interpretation, and that's where you're going to link the literature to your own particular interpretation of your findings. So make sure, again, you have a good balance between the results and discussion section. For the most part, I think it makes most sense to discuss the results first, then discuss. And we talked about different ways of presenting those results and discussion section, whether it's dedicating a whole paragraph to each the results and the discussion section, or Perhaps it makes more sense within the same paragraph to include both the results and discussion. But again, make sure that you have a good balance. You don't want to have too many results and not enough discussion, nor do we want to have a lot of discussion and not enough results. Your citations, remember, you're going to follow APA. So if you're referencing your authors in your discussion, then that's going to be uh, listed as, as a citation. I will say... When you're developing a paragraph, let's say you're developing a paragraph where you're presenting your results, then for the most part, though that body paragraph, if you're going to think of it in terms of the meal plan, your evidence, the E part of the meal plan, your evidence is going to be your findings. It's going to be your data. It's going to, this is a little bit different than developing a meal plan when developing a literature review. The E in, in that case is going to be, obviously, a citation from, from an outside source. But now, as you're presenting results, you're going to have a topic sentence first, very important. In your results and discussion section, when you're developing a paragraph and it's all results, you're, stu you're still going to need to have a, a topic sentence. Every single paragraph that you have that you're developing in your results and discussion section, you're going to need a topic sentence. But the evidence part of this type of paragraph is going to be your findings. So I would have, in this case, all of your evidence in one paragraph. And then at the last finishing, as you conclude the sentence, you could have a conclusion or a linking sentence that links to the next paragraph. Then that would maybe discuss, offer your interpretation of, of those results, if that makes sense. So there's a little bit of a variation here that of the meal plan when it comes to presenting your results. Again, just be, being careful with the the evidence and the and the analysis, right? So the again, the evidence is going to be your findings. The analysis is going to be some sort of discussion. If you're presenting one paragraph and you're including both your results and your discussion, then it's going to look very similar to the meal plan that you developed in the lit review, except again, the evidence is going to be your findings, the analysis is going to be your interpretation or your discussion. But if you're dedicating a whole paragraph to each of those, which is perfectly acceptable, then you're going to have a, a maybe a, a larger variation on the meal plan. Again, the evidence is going to be pretty much all evidence except for the topic sentence and the linking sentence. And the discussion paragraph, you're still going to have a topic sentence and a summarizing or a, a linking sentence. But all of that, all of the uh, supporting sentences 
will include your analysis, will be your discussion, your interpretation, if that makes sense. One thing I still need to mention that I probably should have brought up from the very beginning is uh, it's not going to be necessary to include an introduction in your results and discussion section. So get right to the results. Some students tend to develop and start to rephrase or try to develop a whole separate paragraph at the beginning. It's not necessary. Again, just begin with your first level two heading and begin laying out your results from the very beginning, the very first paragraph of your results and discussion section. I'll clarify this in our tutoring session this week, um, and th th these are the things we're going to talk about. But this is basically where we're at. We're going to start week 13. We basically have two weeks to complete. If we look at the calendar, uh, today's May 5th, so we'll have until May 17th to complete the results and discussion section. And then we'll have one week to finish the, the abstract, the introduction, and the conclusion paragraphs. That will lead us into our final due date for the first draft of May 24th on Friday. Okay, so this is kind of where we're at in the writing process. And again, this is what we're going to be talking about. It's very, very important during our tutoring sessions this first week, this, as we get into week 13, that you bring in your data if uh, we need to look at it or discuss it. Um, make sure that you have uh, really done your analysis in a way that you feel very comfortable now writing out your answers. It's very important that you implement all those different strategies that we talked about or most of those strategies so that you really get your head around the information so you're really prepared to present those results in an organized fashion. And that's really going to be the focus, uh, especially this first week uh, or this week, week 13, going into, you know, helping you form your organizational patterns that are most appropriate to answer your research questions. Remember, the whole job of the results and discussion section is to answer your research questions in an organized and coherent and cohesive way. We're going to use headings to help guide our, our discussion, to guide our text through both the results and discussion uh, section. Um, but this is what we want to focus on, and this is what we'll discuss this week in our tutoring sessions. If you do have any questions, continue to leave questions posted in your Google Docs. Of course, you can bring up those questions in our tutoring session or see me uh, if we need to schedule time this week outside of our tutoring session to clarify any doubts that you have. This has been In the Classroom. My name is Benjamin Stewart at BenjaminLStewart.org, making teaching and learning more transparent.